What's brewing, ATX? I'm Greg Carlson here alongside Ian Griggity Grossman. What's going on? And unfortunately, Jonathan Ratcliffe, aka Johnny Ratch, is still out on his European vacation, but he'll be back with us next week. Today, we're joined by Taylor O'Neill, CEO of Richard's Rainwater, a local company whose mission is to provide great tasting, clean water, free from pollutants, salts, minerals, and other natural and man-made contaminants. Thank you so much, Taylor, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. In today's episode, you'll hear how Taylor has built this company from the ground up and how they've taken over the distilled and sparkling water game here in the ATX. Just a quick reminder, this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a big impact in our community. And of course, each week we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit so you can get your little taste of all things Austin has to offer. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Hit that subscribe button whenever you tune into our podcast. And if you like what you hear, give us that five-star rating and maybe drop a comment. Let us know if you have any suggestions or topics or guests that may be perfect for the show. Be sure to stick around for the weekly brew at the end of the episode where we talk about the tallest tower in Austin. They keep growing. <laughs> Looks like we're getting crazy today, folks, with our alcohol choice. What are we drinking? Well... Hope you guys have your sombreros ready. Oh, see. Today we are drinking some tequila, our second time drinking tequila on the show. The first time was 512. Ooh. But today we're not just drinking any tequila. We're we're drinking, do you say dulce or dulce? Dulce. Dulce, dulce Vita Organic Tequila. Company located here in the ATX. They've won nearly every award imaginable, making them the most, they actually have this trademark, the most awarded tequila. What? Very yeah. cool. Facts wow. from their website. They've got flavors. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna hear about all they have to offer. We're, we're drinking the 80 proof Blanco today. But oh boy. they've also got a hundred proof. Actually for all of their varieties, they have an 80 proof and a hundred proof. Yep. Um, they've got reposados, añejos, they even have a lime, as Taylor mentioned, a lime, a grapefruit, and a pineapple jalapeno infused tequila. Come on. And since they're born in Texas, yep. they've got their special Lone Star edition, which is aged in Garrison Brother bourbon barrels. Very Son, cool. Are you, you guys serious? Been out to Garrison Brothers before? I have. No. Oh, where is it? It's in High Texas. Let's go. Out on the way to Fredericksburg. Let's go. Fredericksburg. So, have you guys had this Blanco before? I have. It's one of my favorites. Alrighty. How are we drinking it today? Dude, going we, we got rice meat. We got some limes. Limes. Go. I'm going neat. Let's just get her done. Boom. If you need ice. Perfect. Nice. And you? Nothing like a little warm tequila. Yeah, you're going to get Wednesday toasty today. Wednesday evening. Room temperature. Room temperature. Yeah, right. There we go. That'll start us off nice. All righty, folks. Cheers. 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 Boom. No limes. Mmm. Smooth. Clean. Smooth. Clean. And I noticed uh, when Taylor walked in, he mentioned I love it. 
that his go-to drink is tequila and Richard sparkling water. Richard sparkling water. So what makes that drink so good? I like that idea. One of the best things about Richard Sparkling Water is the clean purity of the water. Yeah. We actually have a patent pending for how to get water as pure as our rainwater to carbonate. Come on. So mixing with a little Richard Sparkling Water gives it a little bubble, oh. but lets the, the, the spirit do the talking. So oh, you, you bring the flavors out by no. enhancing it with only the finest mixer. And this stuff's already smooth as it is. Do you go lime or no lime? I like a little lime. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, none of us... Squeeze the line. We all I'm went straight for now. Go for it. Yeah. We all went Squirt. straight for just tequila, no lime. I'm gonna put. Where'd lime. you get these limes, by the way? You know, my local HEB. Of course, Heidi Taylor. <laughs> As we're sipping, let's jump right into it. One of the biggest questions we like to ask our guests let's is: get to the juice. What is your story? How did you get where you are today? Selling. Sure. Rainwater. Mm. So we've got two cool stories, I think, um, at Richard's Rainwater these days. The first is Richard himself. Yeah. Richard's a real person. What? He's a true Austin hippie, an Austin original. He was the first person in the United States to get approval for bottling rainwater back in 2002. Little known fact amongst the consumer population, when you bottle water in the United States, you either access an existing public water supply. 64% of the water on the shelf actually comes from the same water that comes out of your, your faucet. Or you have to get your own public water supply and take responsibility for the cleanliness and the purity and the safety of your water. Oh. Richard's public water supply permit that he got back in 2002 was the first public water supply permit in the country with no chlorine. So Richard's rainwater was the first bottled water in the country that was consumed with no chemicals in the process. Pretty cool. What? Yeah. The man he did this just all on his own. Dude. He did it because he lived out in Dripping Springs, was frustrated with the hardness of the water options out there, oh, yeah. and was just um, curious enough to start dabbling in what else he could do, what else he could consume for his family. First thing he did was installed a home rainwater system. Then his neighbors started coming over and said, we want that. So then he started installing rainwater systems in other people's homes out in the hill country. And the story goes, one day he was out on a job too far away to have brought his own water, his own rainwater. Frustrated with the situation, he decided to go through the process of getting uh, approval to bottle it. Bottle it. Oh. Yeah. Then he spent 15 years selling to some of the coolest people in Austin, but just not all that many, uh, intentionally by his own accord, his own... Uh, hobby, his own interest, was not uh, interested in the time slot that Whole Foods gave him to deliver rainwater to Whole Foods, so said, don't need that in my life, nope. as an example. Um, and then in 2017, he'd made a promise to his wife, Susie, who's really the brains and the, uh, the marketing genius behind Richard's Rainwater in, in all reality, uh, made a promise to her that they would retire in some fashion before he turned 70. We bought the business from him and made a significant investment. They're still involved in the company, but oh, they are. Um, yeah, three days before he turned 71. Wow. So he he um, wow. he made it. He felt he felt good about making fulfilled it and fulfilling his, his promise to his wife. Always a good option um, for so, for the husbands. Yeah. So world. how do you how do you find? Right, so you're, you're we were, yeah, there, right? no, I'm from Minnesota. Uh, I moved down. College. Uh, college, I went to Wake Forest. Oh. Yeah, and then I was an investment banker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good spot in then, North Carolina. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then I did investment banking, and then I did mergers and acquisitions in healthcare, and ultimately ended up um, at an investment firm where I met the current majority owner of Richard Rainwater named Steve Kuhn. 
Uh, I worked for Steven, an investment firm, where he ran the firm, and I was just a little minion. About a year after uh, moving down to Austin to work for Steve at the investment firm, he decided that his passion uh, had changed from investments to charitable initiatives, and Steve retired um, from the firm. We went our separate ways for about a year, and then I hooked back up with him to help him start looking at investments with his own his own money. Yeah. Um, we've made a, a number of investments. Most of the time, we're sensible enough to write uh, checks where we become minority owners in the business and we check in and help where we can but let somebody else run the company. In the case of Richard Rainwater, we were connected by a mutual friend named Turk Pipkin who runs the Nobelty Project here in town. It's an awesome charity focused on uh, children's needs in Africa, including water, but also school and libraries and um, you know all sorts of different needs that the children of Africa have. Um, uh, Turk had known Richard for a long time. He's kind of an old Austin guy as well. Um, and connected Steve because the business of Richard's Rainwater was on eight and a half acres in Dripping Springs. That's where the bottling facility is. Mm. Uh, the land had become quite valuable, but the business was a hobby business. Yeah. And uh, as lots of uh, business-oriented folks like your listeners might imagine, the very obvious challenge of a rainwater company is what happens when it stops raining and how much capacity is there really for a business in Dripping Springs dependent upon rain. Yeah. So I'm it took a like very unique buyer, Austin, right? Austin summer, yeah. you can go from the you end can of go May 90 to days. September Yeah, easy, easy, right? So um, Richard and Susie preferred not to sell their land in Dripping Springs to somebody who was going to tear down their life's work and build a condo or yeah. you know residential um residential compound um and so the buyer needed to be able to have enough money to pay for the land needed a unique perspective on investment in a business that was challenged from a scale perspective on the face of things um and steve is a very unique person in that he's given a lot and a lot of time and money to clean water initiatives all over the country he's on um what's called the well at Charity Water, a group of people and businesses that provide all of the operating costs for that charity so that every time anyone outside the well makes a donation, 100% of your proceeds go to actual clean water projects mm. because Steve and his other well members have covered the rent and the salaries and the marketing and the trips to you know the flights to Africa and the flights to South America. So. Through his involvement in Charity Water and then awesome local charities like WellAware and the Nobility Project here in Austin, he had a very unique perspective on what clean water means to communities, why it's important. Um, I think until the water boil here in Austin, uh, people probably took clean water for granted a right. bit. And, and for, in some ways, good reason. We've got a really nice um, municipal water system in our country that's generally speaking safe to consume and therefore it's become something that most Americans view as a right not a not a need or a privilege or um, some other way to describe something that you need to survive so Steve's perspective on it challenged me to have a different perspective on the situation and um, you know he challenged me to go out and meet Richard and Susie try the products and to think critically about what clean water means and if I still didn't like it, we would move when, on. When you go out there, you say yeah. you try the product. Like yeah. When you taste it, when you taste it for yeah. the first time, were you like, 
okay, this is different. I was like, it's different. Okay, I haven't. I, it's it's weird. Weird. I, I as a as a consumer never thought about water being a thing that has like a wide variety of tastes. Yeah. And now I have a uh, much different appreciation for it, having been in the in the business for two years. I got a good story of that. I ran out of Richard's rainwater uh, at the house one day and had an empty bottle. I was going to the gym, filled up in the Richard's rainwater bottle, water filtered water from the fridge. And my wife came down from upstairs, drank Drink. the water, and said, "This is not Richard's rainwater," wow. which I find fascinating. In that you wouldn't normally assume that the water in a bottle isn't the water, yeah. and yeah. instantly knew that the difference between the water. From the filter, not just the tap water, from cold from the filter was different than the Richard's rainwater that uh, you know we've grown accustomed to drinking. And then the sparkling water is mind blowing because if you leave the sparkling water out after you open it, it stays carbonated for 24 hours. Really? So is the, that normal with no, carbonated water? No, not at all. Like go grab a. Yeah. I'm not going to pick on any other brands, but go grab a canned beverage from your local H E B and see how long it see how long it stays well, carbonated I mean, yeah, after I drink you it open every it. Night. Yeah, it's so it's it's a miracle hangover cure when you when you turn over, hung over, grab the bottle and it's still got a little bubble to it helps yeah. settle the tummy gets you right back where you need to be yeah so we were sold on the product and then steve and i set out over the last couple of years in trying to figure out how to make a business out of something that's dependent upon something you cannot control yeah. the weather um and we feel really really fortunate to have uh, we think combined um a really great product and idea and something that's important not just for water in a bottle but potentially for lots of other reasons and applications um, with a capacity plan that highlights another thing that y'all are familiar with given your podcast um, mission and, and structure. Um, about 70% of the breweries that exist today did not exist three years ago. Mm. So there's a wow, lot man. of local IPAs well, out here in the world. Yeah, Well, that's one of the things when we started the podcast and we said, you know, what can we do to make it different? Yeah. How can we incorporate alcohol? We were like, if we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit, We'll have endless options. Well, at least for a, a year. Yeah, at least yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. So and we then found then yeah. the next new one comes. Yes, exactly. So we found that um, these breweries uh, very often inject super important culture and community into the places where they're found, mm. but they also require significant capital investment mm. to to purchase the bottling equipment. Of course. So. Our second bottling facility was an installation, a rainwater capture and purification process we installed at a brewery in Mississippi called Lazy Magnolia Brewery. They're actually the oldest brewery in Mississippi and the people there are fantastic. We made uh, Mississippi the fourth state in the country to have an approved potable rainwater source of, of drinking water. Yeah. Um, and we're about to embark on our next project in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, with Monday Night Brewing, another yeah. fantastic ATL brewery, right? So the long-term vision right. of the company now is to catch rainwater in lots of different communities and to make clean water as local as it can possibly be. Okay. So sell Atlanta rain in Atlanta and Texas rain in Texas and Mississippi rain in Mississippi and New Orleans and wow. to try to move the rainwater the least possible distance from where it's caught to where it's consumed. Because if you can combine 
a truly unique source of water, a truly renewable source of water, a source of water that will over time require less energy and waste to purify and speed up the hydrologic cycle that will make it so that we actually produce more clean water by bottling rainwater than by any other method of yeah. you know providing hydration to people um, with a unique distribution model that is sensible uh, we think we will have the components of the most sustainable way that you can provide people drinking water imaginable which is important and and something that we find that people get after they start thinking about why rainwater everyone's everyone's experienced rain but nobody's really thought about drinking it or bottling it very few people have and so uh, it's a fascinating to watch people kind of go through the normal course questions and get to the end answer where they go yeah that, that makes a ton of sense yeah, yeah. it's funny because you talk about it almost like it's a fresh fish like you catch it off the west coast and right. you want to eat it as, you know as close to get coming out of the water as right. possible it's like keep it where it where it is right it where it in a lot of ways sustainability can be described as the simplest and shortest path for me to be and we don't think there's any any way to provide clean drinking water that is more simple and sensible than rainwater dude i'm fired up <laughs> wow who knew there was I, so much i know and oh you're right gosh. you take it well you, you take it for talk. granted <laughs> wow when you have yeah i mean there are definitely too. days there are definitely days and weeks during the year when it's raining where our consumers in austin are drinking water that's not more than a day old Right. Pretty crazy, yeah. honestly, when you think about it. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, that seems like a smooth ride, right? <laughs> but uh, chances are it wasn't. So tell us a little bit about your hurdles and getting where you are today. Sure. Well, uh, I think anytime you have a small business, uh, you've got growing pains for sure. Getting our first distribution contract, our friends at uh, Specs Liquor. Not, they, a lot of folks right in Texas don't know that Specs in addition to being uh, the largest liquor store chain in the state, uh, also has what they call a class B operator. Mm -hmm. And they distribute most of the liquor to the bars and restaurants that you're familiar with, right? They, they, it's another business line that they have. They picked us up um, after an initial meeting and have been great partners for us. And that's uh, spurred on other conversations and other interests and we now have distribution throughout 26 states um, and some of the best and most well-known um, nationwide distributors in place for our company. But getting that first one, getting somebody to take a risk and to take on your product when you're, um, when you're small and you know relatively little resourced and there's all kinds of other choices out there in the world for them to pick up was awesome. Um, it's been a unique challenge to grow a team, uh, to raise money, to go through the rebranding process to get a new package. Um, and then, you know, as consumers, you see a bottle of tequila or a glass bottle of rainwater or otherwise, or a can or, you know, a package of cheese, and you just assume that it's a seamless process from purchasing of the materials to yeah. the manufacturing to the distribution and that nothing wrong ever happens. I mean, we've had pallets break. We've had uh, bottle suppliers send us bottles with holes in them. We've had um, bottles what that were heck? left on, you know, left in the wrong place by our partners for too long that didn't show up perfectly cylindrical that didn't allow the label to go on. We've 
had uh, it's you name it we've had it we've yeah. experienced it the and sparklings in glass yeah still is in 100 percent recyclable pt plastic okay. um we are evaluating our long-term packaging um on the the still water side as we speak um and also engaged in some early stage conversations about unique um recycling and reuse programs mm. so we um do think about sustainability holistically from cloud to consumer and we know that there's uh, a lot of attention right now on the packaging in single-use uh plastic rightfully so the the plastic in the ocean is nothing to um, take lightly. It's a huge problem in the world today from an environmental perspective, and we certainly don't want to be um, contributing to that issue. No. I was at the beach this past weekend and, yep. and just washed up on the shore. Yeah. Several water bottles, real several sad. water bottle caps. Yeah, real sad, That's right? Crazy. So we've invested significantly in making sure that our, our plastic is the most recyclable plastic and it's actually infinitely recyclable. So if you put it in the recycling bin and it goes to the recycling center, we could, in theory, create a closed loop where you're just constantly repurchasing the bottles and it's one of the solutions that we're evaluating. So in our mind, you have to be sensible about the reality of what's going to happen to the bottle. Yeah. Some of them are not gonna end up where they need to be and therefore you have to be um, cognizant and aware of what that means as a brand that is you know, focused on sustainability. We also believe that investing significant time and attention into a um, full business cycle from where the bottles are purchased to where we manufacture them to where they're sold and then investing in education, awareness, branding around getting the bottles to the recycling then over time will end up being the best investment for our planet and for our consumers and making sure that we are thoughtful about being part of ensuring that um, no matter what we put our water in, it ultimately goes to a place where it can be yeah. reused and recycled. It is critically important to being yeah, totally. in the in the business of selling single-use packaging of any kind, you know, whether it be the worst or the best uh, type of packaging for the planet. We're striving to be for the best and to combine that with um, unique partnerships that we'll hope to announce here over the next coming months yeah. um, that we're really excited about. Have you guys... Um I think your your marketing as far as like Instagram is pretty good. I mean your your packaging, the colors, it's all very I hate using this term, but Instagrammable. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great the the design is very visually appealing. So like what have you guys done? Have you gotten in touch with like influencers in Austin to try <laughs> to you know yeah. He's sitting there drinking yeah. so, Richard's Rainwater. So first and foremost, a big thank you to our friends at Helms Workshop, a local um, marketing agency that helped us with the rebrand. Um, they are world-class packaging and, and label designers and brand builders and developers, and it was um, great working with them. They're fantastic. Uh, that, so that was step one. I'm a finance nerd, not a marketing guy, so I can take absolutely no credit for that. <laughs> Um, from a from a brand building perspective and a marketing perspective, you know, like a lot of brands, we're trying to hit all the different boxes. I will say the most effective and the thing we try to do the most is uh, what the marketing team calls liquid to lips. Get into um, charity events. Get into um, get into athletic events. Get into happy hours where folks are getting a chance to try the product. We yeah. do our best to be part of the community here in Austin. Um, the cool thing about having water and sparkling water is 
from the moment you wake up and go to the gym or do what you do in the morning to the lunchtime, you know, sparkling water to the afternoon meeting to the happy hour uh, in the evening. And if you happen to have too much fun at happy hour, nursing the hangover again in the morning, you can really drink our products all day long yeah. in all kinds of different scenarios in your life. In fact, you need to on the still water side in order to survive. So yeah. uh, we've got a lot of opportunities to get involved and we've done our damnedest to do that. And yeah. we've um, had a lot of fun learning about all the cool things that other, other brands in Austin are doing and other charitable causes are making an impact in our community and in the broader human community. And it's been a lot of fun. Probably the most rewarding part of the job is meeting other people doing uh, really cool things and getting involved where we can to help them be successful and, yeah. and then leveraging the success that, that we have together to more brand awareness. Um, I have a organization here in Austin. It's a nonprofit that we launched earlier this year. It's a volunteer organization for young professionals. Yeah. And um, one of the girls that is running with me, Kelly, she actually reached out and spoke to Sarah. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Sarah. We're having an event coming up in a few weeks and Sarah offered um, to donate a few packages of, yeah. of water for us to give off, give, give out to our volunteers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great way to, it's doing good in the community and it's helping spread the word. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we've now planned a few events at the company. I'll tell you, it's massively anxiety uh, creating, in my opinion, if you've never done it. And, um, you know, people focus on making sure they got beer and wine and spirits. And then, you know, honestly, usually the most the important thing out of all of it, especially in Texas during the summer, is making sure you have enough water. Yeah, it's I a did. safety thing. It's, and yeah. it helps your the people setting up your event. It helps the people at the event. It's, it's a huge deal. Um, and it's something we've been, you know, happy to be part of. The biggest example of that was during the water boil. We donated over 15,000 bottles of water, not to, um, you know, don't take this the wrong way, not to folks that were able to get to HEB, but to schools and hospitals and folks that were already amongst the most vulnerable in our community. That kind of extra um, hindrance, that kind of extra challenge in their life yeah. is so much more magnified than for those of us that are fortunate enough to be able to go wait at our at HEB or Whole Foods to to uh, re-up the the water supply sure. so that was we were fortunate to be able to do that we felt really good about um, yeah. about being part of that and um, you know we were happy no one got hurt it was interesting it was about a week before um, the Gazelle Foundation, another charity we support oh, yeah. here, they do the run the for run the water for the that water. Keller Williams is actually a huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge sponsor of. And it was fascinating because they were out raising awareness for the run for the water during the water boil. And there could be no better, assuming no one gets hurt, thing for people in our community and in our country to experience for a short period of time, assuming again no one gets hurt, exactly. then, the, then living without something that you need. So used yes, to. it was it was eye opening to watch them go through that to, for them to talk to their um, people for for people in Austin to sort of get it a little bit better. Yeah. Um, you know, in in Gilbert's hometown of Burundi, they can routinely walk hours or miles, days. Miles. Yeah, yeah. It's 
it's he's, not he's you're not pump. boiling the water there, man. Yeah. You're 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 dealing with stuff that kills more people in that community yeah. and in other communities than either any other or nearly any other cause of death. He's come to our office to incredible share his, incredible his story, story, right? And Same. and there the Gazelle yeah, Foundation, yeah, yeah, Gilbert, yeah, he's yeah, they've got a great team there, and it's it's uh, one of our one of the you know highlights of our years participating with the Run for the Water. My fat ass can't run in it, but I can certainly <laughs> we can provide the hey, you can walk provide the, the clean. We can provide the water for the end, and it's uh, it's cool to watch people run with the jugs on their head and the teamwork and the camaraderie that happens on that day um, for a community that's far far away is oh, yeah. is really cool to watch Austin come together for something like that. Sure. So I want to buy Richard's rainwater. Where do I go? Where do I find it? Sure. So uh, today. You can find us at every Whole Foods in the state of Texas, Um, and we are very optimistic that we'll be launching um, HEB. You can find us at several of the Specs locations, the the liquor stores, and uh, we're optimistic that you'll be able to find us at most of the other major retailers. We also have great partners in Wheatsville and Royal Blue Grocery and places like that. Um, other gyms, gyms. Oh, we, gyms. We're found in we're found in almost a thousand locations now, and it's wow. we're um, mostly on the yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whistler's, most of the McGuire Mormon restaurants, the Line Hotel. Um, you know, we're fortunate. Cosmic Coffee. We've got we've got the endorsement of so many of Austin's awesome bars, restaurants, hotels, coffee shops. The kinds of people, the tastemakers that are. Um, making our town and our community what what it is, the reason why so many people are moving here. So many of them have bought into what we're doing and embracing not just eating local and the farm-to-table movement, but we're pioneering the cloud-to-consumer, the cloud-to-table, the cloud-to-bottle, whatever you call it. We're fortunate that those folks really do get the diff- you know, they have they have more sensitive palates, they get the difference yeah. and they have an appreciation for what it means to really be local because that's the nature of having a restaurant or a gym or a spa. Sure. you know, those are the the only people who are coming in there for the most part. Obviously we got a lot of tourists, but you know, your restaurant is sustained by the local community more than anything. They they get it and it's it's um we're fortunate in that in that way. So and it's a great way to build awareness when you're in 100%. restaurants and they're yeah. people, you know, they ask for water, sparkling water, yeah. and you put that down. It's like they get it. What's, yeah, they're helpful. It's been. It was initially a, an intentional strategy um, for two reasons. One, until we opened up our second plan, we didn't have the right capacity to fulfill large companies like Whole Foods or H E B. Um, but we also, as you say, um, we wanted to leverage the reputation and the quality of some of Austin's best restaurants in order to build brand awareness. If those kinds of people that are that care that much about serving what kind of food they serve, the embers and rise of the world. Yeah. Like if they're going to serve our water, consumers trust that they've exactly. taste verified it, that they've verified what we say and what we do and how we do things at Richard's Rainwater, and it's it's great. So what's the master plan there, Taylor? Yeah. What uh, where you guys see yourself five ten years? So we're I mean we're on our way now. We'll we'll have our third plant open by the end of the year. Um, we feel awesome that we've figured out a capacity expansion plan that, that both meets our needs, yeah. meets the needs of the environment, meets the needs of local communities, and at some level meets the needs of the global planet community um, where we, we're never going to have to install 
uh, or build our own our own additional plants. We're going to install our system and our process on existing buildings with existing operations, make them more environmentally sustainable, make their bottom line more economically sustainable. And we're optimistic that over the next three, five years, we'll have plants in every region of the United States and yeah. we'll have a brand that you can buy in every state and every major retailer and lots of other bars and restaurants. Um, and we're increasingly getting inbound interest from folks like the Fairmont and Santa Monica and all kinds of other awesome, just truly, um, you know, brands that have so much bigger than us, so much more established that are hearing about it from podcasts like y'all's or uh, we've recently been featured in BevNet um, and Forbes.com. So we're getting some good recognition for why rainwater matters, why our products are different, and um, we are optimistic about the future for that for that reason. It's huge. Damn. So wow. what, what else are you guys, I know you're, wow. you're involved in the run for the water. Mm-hmm. Um, you said you like to support local Charities, nonprofits. What are, you know, what else are you guys doing? Sure. It sounds like you're making a huge local impact. Are you doing anything to make an even bigger impact other than just the idea of so sustainable we've got, water? You know, the way we think about selling something that our consumers need to survive versus a shirt or not. Yeah. Not you certainly need you know clothes to survive, but versus um, whatever a computer or something. Yeah. Um, is we feel an extra responsibility to be part of our local community and part of the global human community. And when we think about that, we mean dollars and awareness and um, and education and support of communities that do not have access to clean water through partnerships with Well Aware Nobility Project um, cool. and the Gazelle Foundation in, in Austin and others. Also, a thoughtful approach to our environmental impact. You know, we talk about one body, one planet, every drop counts. We really believe that about clean water. And then here in Austin, um, you know, we do a lot with the Andy Roddick Foundation, a, a truly unique um, model there that's focused on the, the most vulnerable time for children uh, that are in economically impoverished areas is not actually while they're at school it's when they're not at school it's mm -hmm. the after school program it's the summertime when kids yeah. that are in economically advantaged areas are reading books and playing soccer and doing all the things that continue their development yeah. uh, the Andy Roddick Foundation focuses on uh, that time and they do they've been making incredible impacts they recently came out with a study on just exactly how much um, value they've created to these families and it was it was really fun to see and then we we field so many inbound requests where we're maybe not um, as involved in a day-to-day -day or a year-to-year -year basis in terms of um, you know like I go every summer and volunteer at the Erotic Foundation with our team um, but you know we Every charity event needs water and sparkling water, and we do our best to field those requests and to uh, enable their bottom line to improve a little bit by not having to buy or supply the water. Yeah. And that ranges from, uh, I mean, all kinds of, um, it's true, I mean, it runs the gamut of literally everything in our community, um, whether it's sick children or um, you know, we, we were the water of Austin pride this year. So we do a bunch of stuff in the, um, in, in the pro LGBTQ community. Um, and 
you know, we we do our best, like I said, to be part of the Austin community and and the people in our community that need the most awesome. um, encouragement, the most support. Yeah. Um, it's cool. Let's get a little personal, shall we? <laughs> who who do you look up to uh, in business? Who, do you have any mentors? Any authors you look up to? Something. Along those lines. Sure. Well, uh, Steve, Steve Kuhn, the majority owner of our company, is a person I've worked for now. I've worked for him at at the investment firm that he ran. So he was one of the few people in in the world uh, that shorted mortgage bonds in 2008. Right. So fairly um, prestigious trade. And then they actually went long mortgage bonds in 2009 and made even more money. So... Uh, he's been as successful as a person in the you know true for-profit trading investing world could could be. Um, he's now spending a ton of his time on a campaign he calls Ideal Immigration. So he's dedicated a ton of money, all of his time and energy and heart into sensible immigration reform. Um, and like I said, you know the reason we got connected to Richard and Richard Rainwater was through his support of charity water in new york um he's his charitable um giving is is really 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 um something to be proud of and um he's been a good a good mentor of mine in terms of how you balance what's good from a business standpoint with what what's good for the world and what what's the right the right business decisions for the right reasons um, and then what you do when you're successful. When you are successful, you have an extra, you know, in his opinion, and I think it makes a lot of sense oh. to then give back to the community that has helped in some way make you successful. When did you guys start this? So we, we invested in Richard's Rainwater in October of 2017. Okay. And oh. we've donated in the, in, you know, since that time, we're probably approaching 200,000 bottles donated. And um, the amount of money that we've given away through the support of Steve, you know, we are not yeah. at the time Steve, yet where Steve, our, Steve, yeah, Steve. yeah. Steve. <laughs> it's, we've, we've, it's, it's really, really been a, a pleasure to be part of that part of our company and our, on our business. Well, I think when you say like the whole, you know, you've been in the business two years, about to hit two yeah. years, giving bottles, donating bottles, getting involved in the community. That doesn't necessarily, it's not profitable for you to donate 200,000 water bottles. No. But in the long run. It's the right thing to do. It's the right thing it's to the do. Right, and, and it will and, ultimately yes. help your business. I think that's right. I feel like so many people are afraid to do that, afraid to put their product out there and get it in the hands of so Well, to be fair, we are in a really fortunate situation in that the majority owner of our company has the resources and the means to allow totally. us to do that, yeah. right? There are a ton of really, really, really good people in the Austin community that are self-funding their startup. Exactly. They are just not in, it's not that they don't want to, it's that they're not in the unique position that we're in. Now, there are plenty of other companies that are in our unique position that choose to handle it differently. So we feel good about the way that we've chosen to handle that, um, the reality of our financial situation, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't dismiss the reality of starting something on your own and bootstrapping every minute of it and being paycheck to paycheck and sure. and HR, you know, payroll run to payroll run and the reality that those people want to have a good business and be part of the community too. 
just different different positions, totally. you know, different abilities. In the movie The Big Short, at the end of the movie, the main character that Christian Bale played looked at something, and it had something to do with water. Was that sweet? <laughs> no, that, no, that's a good question. You don't question. remember that scene? <laughs> I, I don't, but I will say no, there are some of te Texas's most influential business people um, and some of the world's most most celebrated minds would tell you that um, the the water and rights to water and clean water um, will be over the next whatever you pick the number of years um, some of the most important decisions that we make as a as it from a for-profit perspective from a not-for-profit perspective um, you know again in our country I think for the most part people have grown accustomed to being able to turn the faucet on and feel really comfortable with the water that they're drinking. It's not to say we're, we're not sitting here trying to create hysteria that that's no longer the case, but with the industrialization of the world, the pharmaceuticals, the herbicides, pesticides, I mean, there, there's just people create stuff, yeah. you know, and that stuff ends up finding its way into water supplies because that's the natural way of how water you know flows and the natural water cycle that happens so we think over time folks will believe in the simplicity of just keeping the water from getting dirty yeah. rather than how to deal with it after it gets dirty in the first place it will always be easier just not to let it get uh not to let it get dirty in the first place wow there you have it wow 15 second elevator pitch why Richards over? You're in the store. There's how many brands? Sure, just brands. a few. Just sure. a few. Give it to us. So I, we think it's the right water for the right reason. So it's never touched the ground. It's never touched a chemical of any kind. It's the only water you can buy on the shelf that's actually creating more available clean water versus depleting our rivers, lakes, streams, aquifers, and it just so happens that it tastes better. So usually you have to make your business more sustainable, your products more sustainable, and you have to sacrifice something in order to do that. The simplicity of rainwater is is beautiful, and it leads to a better product for the right reasons. There you have it. Woo! Greg's fired up. <laughs> yeah. He wants to put. Thank his, you. Too bad we don't have more of the sparkling water. We got it. I'm bringing. I got some in my trunk. You guys can have it. <laughs> to mix in our yeah. tequila. Hey, yeah. you have a dog. I do. One. One. One dog. Yeah. Is it fluffy? I got bit. a mini Labradoodle. So it's a little fluffy. Yeah, he's got he's a little more straight haired than normal. Straight haired. Yeah. Okay. So so you wake up on a Saturday morning, right? You 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 go like this to your eyes, and you see the beautiful sun at seven eight seven oh four, and your your slightly fluffy dog's laying next to you, and you go, I want to have the perfect day today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your perfect Austin day looks like? <laughs> no rules. No, no time. Rules. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Give it to us, man. Uh, so we got a big game. I, I will admit, I'm I'm a you know I went to Wake Forest, but I I'm a huge sports guy, and I'm a definitive bandwagon UT UT fan. This year's uh, a good year. This year, well, we'll, we'll, we're about to find out on Saturday, yeah, right? Saturday. So oh, yeah, yeah. You wake up, you take the dog to Zilker, uh, come home, get a little rainwater for the dog. Don't get me wrong, my dog drink rainwater too. Right. He doesn't yeah. mean we're not right we're not messing around, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but 
you know, Town Lake was feeding some algae that was yeah. really a dangerous for dogs. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it's scary, man. Um, clean water is so important to life, but it can be hugely destructive if it's got the wrong stuff in it. So we come home and then and then we make a day of it at the tailgate and we go watch UT beat the shit out of LSU this weekend, well, and then we find our way to to Sixth Street. Probably not Dirty Sixth Street. We're probably going West Sixth Street. Street. I'm 33, yeah, man. You know, 36. <laughs> I might, I might have seen my last 36 days, but I think it could be a good, a good weekend here. Um, All right, where are we, yeah. where are we going on? Let's be specific. Okay, so you I will tell you this. Today. Yes, okay, no, I will, I will give a, a shout out to uh, my favorite place in town, especially if you're bringing uh, folks. Uh, a, a number of people. If you go to the fairground and you go to Ellis at fairground, new spot, second in Congress, you get some of the best local food and there's lots of options. Yeah. So you can bring a group of folks that are all going to bitch and moan about not having their exact perfect thing. You bring them to the fairground, they can so each go their own way. Yeah. yeah. Second in Congress, super convenient. The folks there are great. And uh, actually hosting a Friday night lights uh, every Friday during the football season for alums in town that um, I think will be a ton of fun. I'm sure they'll have a bunch of drink specials, bands. It's going to be a great time. I would definitely recommend people check that out. It's a great time. You don't have a kid, right? No kid. Just so, a dog. Just a dog. Yeah. Just a dog. Yeah. I have a two-year-old. Fairground's one of our escapes. Like Let taking it them down. roll the hill. <laughs> the hill. Yeah. They've got the, the misters come on in yeah. the summer. Yeah, yeah. Second in Congress. Yeah. It's where fairgrounds where we went downstairs before yeah. Gary. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, that's a good spot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so check that out. Get there. On Wait, Friday so where nights. are you eating at fairground? Okay, so I have to say I'm I'm um I'm partial to Henbit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The oh yeah, you know Kevin Fink and the team. The short rib bowl. Uh, yeah, oh, man, so good. Right. Yeah, so good. Uh, they just do a really nice job. And uh, but yeah, honestly, all those food vendors, some of the best food in Austin. Oh, yeah. Um, and cool, if especially like I said, you got a, a group come in from out of town. Rather than try to hit up a bunch of different places, bring them there, let them take their pick. It's convenient. It's easy. The kids can come. Drinks are good. Boom. Good spot. One stop Boom. shop. Got to go okay. home. Boom. So, so <laughs> where where are we going on West Six? Yeah. Oh man, I, I'm. Oh. It, it depends if we've won Whatever or we lost. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, uh, I am partial to Starbar. I will say those the, the people there take good care of us, and they serve really good sparkling water there at the Starbar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, um, stereotype, Matt Lucky, Matt Lucky, uh, you know, big bar owner in town, another great Minnesota guy. Um, and so we always try to head over to the Me Night Cat or Star Bar, some of his other okay. places. He's a great dude. And, uh, they, like I said, they serve really good sparkling water at those places. Nice. So, Perfect day in Austin. He's yeah. going to a football game. Yeah. Drink, football. Awesome. That is what it is, right? Yeah. That's a good yeah. part part of being yeah. part of this town. Get outside, do something outdoors, get some food, get some drink, go watch UT. It's a good deal. Thank awesome. you for sharing. Well, folks, the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> this week's weekly brew. 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 Yes, it's that time again. Do you like big things? Okay, let's talk about one massive, extra large, huge gigantic structure on the corner of 6th and Guadalupe. Adios, extended stay America. There's a new boss on the street corner. The 66-story multi-use building will consist of 349 apartments, 589,000 square feet 
of offices and 11,600 square feet of retail space. Boy, oh boy, do I hope they put another juice land in there. You're a juice land guy. Yes, I am. Best of all, this will be the new largest building in Austin, Texas. Yes, another record. 66 set. stories. 66. The skyline continues to change. Unreal. So what do you guys think about that? You know, we're getting all these buildings as far as like 10 years ago. The skyline didn't look anything like it, look like it does right now. Um, what do you, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think, I think you can't stop the train. The city's growing. We had an economic forecast today. Tell us a little about, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the, the population, they're talking about by 2050 having 5 million people in Austin. Wow, 5 million. It's just stupid. Unreal. Dude, it's crazy. My growth. Well, thank you so much for, for listening to this week's Weekly Brew, everyone. The Brew, Brew, Brew. <laughs> yeah. All righty, folks. Well, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode. We hope you enjoyed Taylor O'Neill with Ray, Richard's Rainwater. To keep up with how Richard's Rainwater is changing the water drinking game, be sure to check him out on Instagram at Richard's Rainwater. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. That way you'll get a little notification. I'll upload right when you open the app as soon as we put a new episode out. We'd love a five-star rating if deserved. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well at What's Brewing ATX. Till next week, Austin. Cheers. 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 Thank you.